Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 116. I am your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have back with us the internationally acclaimed founder of Etan Comics, Besserat Debebe. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, so it's great to have you back here, Bezra. You're here. You're going to talk to us about your latest Kickstarter campaign, Zufon, yeah. issue number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you so much. Seriously, I'm always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, this is the chillest conversations. I don't even have to like prep it. <laughs> so I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, and, and very happy to be introducing Zufan to, to everybody. Right, and I know it was it was uh, when you were on a. Um, uh, when you were on, on your your second interview that we did, so this is your third interview. So you have now officially made it to the status of friend of the show. So yeah. after three after three uh, three appearances, you become friend of the show. So I yeah. love it. I we'll give you a, get a little badge and everything. You can put it next to um you know you know the projects we love. You can just put on friend That's of the right. show That's next what to I it. Want. Next time I come in, I want a badge. <laughs> I didn't even know. I would have. I would have been appearing more often. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's an honor. I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, and it's exciting. So, and I remember you. You you talked to us about Zufan uh, yeah. last time you were on. You're saying, "Hey, I got this thing," and you know, and uh, and I, I knew about this. Uh, and it's good that you're kind of introducing this. The fact that Ethiopia was the only it was the only the only country that was not colonized in Africa. Yeah. Out of the 54 countries, it was the only one that was never colonized. So That's right, I mean, it's a, it's a incredible. Like I, I thought that people knew this yeah. when I came to the states, and but uh, I realized how much that disinformation has been like. It's not really out there like that. It's unless people seek it out and find it. And I just thought it's such an important story to tell because it's a story of like. African resilience, African resistance. It's about African courage, unity, right. and like all these these traits, these positive, uplifting, inspiring traits that we usually don't get to see on uh, you know mainstream content. Most of the content out there kind of stuff you know focuses on the the, the pain or the, the trauma of like African people, and and so. Uh, I thought this was such a good content to bring to you know the the comic fan base and just story story lovers in general. Because so like you the the way you describe this is a pan African sci fi inspired by the, a true story. Yes. Um, explain to us what you mean by that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'd love to do that. So so what happened? So the story is based off of as as, as we just talked about. It's based off of Italy's invasion of ethiopia in the 1800s it basically takes that history and recounts it through a fictional sci-fi story now the setting so so instead of telling the story directly uh just you know as just like as if like it was like uh, either gladiator or troy uh we decided to change things up into this futuristic sci-fi story where 
you have multiple, you know, uh, an African nationality cast involved in the story. And why did we do that? The reason is because when I grew up learning about this, this side of history, like uh, the, the history of Italian invasion of Ethiopia and all that stuff, all of the lessons focused on the like very famous figures from the time. And they really like missed the day-to-day relatable truths and emotions of the time, right? Like, did people see this coming? Did people see colonialism coming? How did it start? You know, why didn't we stop it? Like all these questions, like at a day-to-day level, at like a personal level, like we couldn't find the answers to those. And so, and, and I, I found that people were distracted by famous figures, especially like Ethiopians and whatnot. When they saw this story, they were distracted by oh, this was the emperor so-and-so was, you know, courage, and this was the warrior so-and-so. And so what I wanted to do is kind of, okay, if I just strip away the, the distraction of famous figures and focus in on the day-to-day, how can I do that? Mm. And the, that was what led me towards, okay, let me make this story, you know, in a, in a sci-fi setting, change it up to this, this pan-African cast, instead of like this just Ethiopian story, make it an African, pan-African story. Because this is, you know, the, even the true story is a more of an African victory than just an Ethiopian victory, right? The, this victory that, that Ethiopia had over Italy kind of gave rise to the resistance movement that allowed Africa to be decolonized and and fight for their independence all over Africa, right? Mm. So this was the first instance where it was like a purely African indigenous nation defeated a colonial force that came to invade and stayed independent, right? Mm. Without no extra help. So it was immensely inspiring to all the rest of the African nations to hear and know that there's a nation that's out there doing this and it, it, it even egged them on to intensify their resistance, not just in Africa. It also did it in, you know, outside of Africa for the African-Americans or, or all over the world. Right. This was a big, big movement that was like, it wasn't even being trying to suppress a lot by colonial forces because they didn't want to admit or, or, or have it known that an African nation defeated and a European colonial force, right? right? So I really wanted to, you know, you know, kind of take this amazing story, kind of make it a more African story than just an Ethiopian story. So that's why we went to the sci-fi route where, you know, you have a cast from, uh, you know, Nigeria, you have a cast from uh, Ghana, Kenya, you have, you have different casts that contribute to the story uh, and, and kind of make it, make it out like this exciting uh, sci-fi adventure. So why, so what was, so compared to your, your previous thing, like at Jim Burr and Howie. Yeah. What, what made you decide to have this take place on to why make it sci-fi instead of maybe like a historical, like a historical, uh, a, a historical like graphic novel or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is a, this has been the kind of my my uh, plan like from you know early on in that 
one of the things I don't want to do with our brand, with the Itan Comics brand right. uh, that we started, is corner us into just this one genre of storytelling, which is just superheroes or just fantasy. Right. Um, I and I also don't want to be the only author in this brand. I don't want. I don't want Stan, my my amazing artist, to be the only artist. Right. Mm. And so. I, what I really want, my goal and our goal as in this company is to be a place where African storytellers can come and share whatever stories in the different genres they want. And so I really wanted to make sure that we are carving out space for different genres. And so that's why this story here is a sci-fi genre and a historical genre, right? Mm. So. It's just kind of branches away from the superhero genre we've done and the fantasy genre we've done in the past. And so it's it's really to like open up and, and make sure that people, when people see our brand, right. they know that there's it's more than uh, just like the typical Marvel DC type brand, and I, which, I, which I don't think is, uh, is, is the best model for, uh, for our company. Right. Yeah. And do you see and and do you see yourself? Because one of one of the other cool things that and I was talking to you before the show, yeah, was that you you've reached out to other you know Pan African uh, comic creators. Yeah. So that that that's that that that's pretty interesting. I just I just I I, I backed it. I backed your I, I backed Zufan. I yeah. think just earlier today, I was really excited that because um, I really want to see where this story goes. This is uh, right up. I love these world building aspects of things. Yeah, um, I'm very excited to to hear your feedback on it. Yeah. So, my, so where did you? Uh, so first of all, when we, you know you kind of give us the 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 lowdown of of, of Zufan, is this going to be like a limited series or an ongoing series? What's your idea yeah. for this? Uh, this at this very moment, it's a limited series. Uh, I'm thinking like five to six issues, depending on how detailed I want to get and intricate I make uh, intricate I want to make the story. But uh, it's going to be a limited series, like a one and done, uh, a complete story. And you know, it, it, depending on like fans' feedback, you know, in the future, if it's like, oh my god, we love this world, we want more of this, then we might revisit it. But at this point. I want like a one and done instead mm. of like uh, this big, huge universe. Cause this is like a very finite story. I mean, at least it's a composed story, right? It's just like this event that happened. Why did it happen? How did it happen? What were the different, you know, emotional stakes and, 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 and the different physical stakes, all that stuff. So it's a complete story. And how, so talk to us, putting, putting on your writer's hat for a second there. Yeah. Um, what how was the world building aspect of this like the science and the the technology piece of this which is kind of different than what you've been used to writing oh right? man yeah it, it's challenging <laughs> it's really challenging because you know it, it's also one of my fears i'll i'll, I'll admit that because well, you know with uh, with the sci-fi genre which is something i'm not i haven't been used to like you know, everybody wants to be immersed in the world, like right. see how things are working, what's changed and all that stuff. And for me, it hasn't, that doesn't come as second nature. What comes to me much more like 
uh, and when I write, what comes to me much more naturally is the interaction between characters and, and the, the, the emotions behind it, the motivations behind it, and things like that. So the world building definitely has been challenged. And, uh, but, you know, I think that, you know, with the stance help and because uh, it's always a team effort with this kind of stuff, it's definitely gone in the direction that I I know if I saw it, I'll be like, wow, I love this. <laughs> um, and uh, my hope is to keep on improving it in the, in the like upcoming issues as well. And, you know, like one of my fears, as I always uh, I, I tell like my team members is like people super focusing on like the the logical and the, the factual oh, how does well how does this machine work why what this kid this is not possible and calling me out and I'm like, oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but uh yeah no i i'll just say that i'll just say that it was challenging especially because like for example one of the elements of the story is you know in 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 the 1800s and in that era of the scramble for Africa, the introduction of guns was a major thing, mm-hmm. right? It was it was like fighting spears and, and 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 arrows with guns. Like it was it was huge. It was a big deal. And so when I took that to this futuristic world, I was like, okay, now I have to invent some weapon that basically nullifies guns a little bit, like, right? This is, that's our modern day weapon, you know? And so if somebody from extraterrestrial life came by and, and, and then offered us something even better, what would that be? And I was like trying to like rack my brain, like, <laughs> oh my God, like how can we, you know, overcome that and do research over that and all that stuff. And um, I think that, so those, those, uh, I don't know if you've seen them on the, like on, like on, if you scroll on the page, you'll probably see, um, and, and the, the swords that, uh, that the, the characters use right. that right there. Uh, so that, that's actually one the, the, the replacement and you'll see why in the story it will be revealed in issue one, uh, as to how, uh, that, that's basically the similarity to getting guns, um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, but it's just interesting. This world building is very interesting. It's challenging, and uh, I'm just learning as I go. <laughs> Did you so? How how much of the story? Because you said you're kind of seeing it as kind of like a five issue or six issue. Yeah. Storyline. Uh, is it already outlined out, and you already yeah. have? Okay. Yeah. So it's it's I've, I've outlined it out. It's uh, what is it? Um, my the thing about outlines for me is that like issue one was also outlined but by the time it was done it was like so different compared to my outline (laughs) (laughs) but i know for sure how i want to structure the key events i want to hit the key emotional traits you know escalations uh that i want to hit and i want to show in this story uh, so it's, it, it is outlined out, and that's why I said it's a five to six issue, maybe, because I don't know, you know, if I'm going to end it at five, I'm going to end it at six, but I just know that I don't want it to extend to something ridiculously long, you know? Hmm. Yeah. 
and so for Zufan, was it was it uh, Stanley who did the art for this? Yeah, so it's a combo. There's a Stanley's like the main guy, the art director, and he did uh, he did a lot of the pages. There's another uh, kid. Toyin. Say that again. Toyin. No, Toyin. Toyin is our colorist. He has oh, okay. a fantastic artist, by the way. Which I'm gonna start actually having him be a line artist, uh, <laughs> but. He did the colors. He he always okay. does the colors for all, almost all of our projects now for both Howie, Jemba, and Zufan. He did the colors. Um, but the other artist is his name is Kelechi, uh, and uh, uh, his last name is very tough for me to say, so <laughs> I don't want to butcher it. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so he was involved as well, uh, and uh, I think yeah, it's it's a combo it's a combo of those two artists. Right. Okay. No, but but Stanley, he didn't do Howie though, did he? Stanley did Howie. He did Howie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Stanley did Howie. Yes. Okay. And right. uh, I, I like as I told you, my goal, my hope is that like I'm not the only writer. Stanley's not the only artist, and that's why we're, we brought on Kalechi to kind of okay. see how it goes and all that stuff. Uh, me and Stan have been working on multiple projects right by now, so we already know. You know, like the beat, right? We, right. we we're we're now in the process of trying to grow, trying to train, trying to see who can take the mantles and all that stuff. Right. Um, and it's are you wearing your um nah t shirt? Yeah. Is that what you're okay. All right. Oh, you noticed. You yeah. Noticed. There you go. <laughs> this is our shirt. This is so the the how we one had uh, the nah Manilik shirt, Emperor Manilik. That's the emperor of the time for. You know when when Ethiopia won uh, the the battle against Italy, and then we had a variant made for his uh, his wife and the empress at the time, Empress Taitu, and that's the shirt that we offered uh, for uh, for like early birds, so like you know in this first seventy two hours and all that stuff. They're pretty popular shirts. I was very surprised to see them go uh, during that Howie campaign, and then uh, people got really excited when we brought this variant. So it was cool. <laughs> yeah. so so talk to us about so what what's your what's your response to your your fans and readers who are waiting for howie number two or jember number three coming out was it howie yeah so yeah so howie is howie's out to number two already and number right. three is what's being waited on okay Jemba just finished its first arc uh, and so we have that graphic novel format now. The four, first four issues have been combined into one hardcover book. Um, and now Zufan issue one is mm. what's out. And then we follow that up with how we issue number three. Okay. Uh, All right. So, so, so what are you, what are you to say to your readers saying, so you, you just made, you get a, you got a new book here. We've been waiting for Howie. We've been waiting for Jember and that's right. You just came out with another book. Is this going to delay me reading more Howie and me reading more Jember. So I, what I say to that, is, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I'm I'm always very honest with with our with our uh, like uh, fans. I mean, I so while I I satisfy the fans' desires, I have right. to make sure this business runs and operates, and right. so I can keep making these books. And what that means is I have to meet certain objectives outside of just publishing the same book again and again. Mm. Uh, and that's why, like, right now, the Jember book, right, 
that hit a certain milestone, right? It, it has reached the, the first arc, which is the hardcover graphic novel, 128 pages collected. That's a big milestone. Right. So now we are putting a pause on gender and we're going to march Howie and Zufa. So Zufa, Howie will go on into that until that milestone. And then Zufan will also go on into that milestone, right? right? Because Howie and Jember's story are kind of also related in the one universe, one world. So that's now our focus is, you know, I, I can't do like three characters at the same time. It's, it's just too much. Right? <laughs> so I have to like, I, I, the best I can do is do two characters, narrow focus, get them to certain milestones. That, so that, that's why. And I think that Howie fans, being that how we's like our, our like most loved character at this very moment, uh, we'll be happy that now we're going to be starting to focus on just how we and Tufan until they meet the, the, the big milestones. Right. Yeah. And is there going to be a, is there going to be a point too, where is that you're going to introduce, is there going to be a third uh, titular character that you're going to have another after Howie and Jemba? Is there going to be, I remember we talked about this uh, one episode before is like, like imagining, is there going to be like an Avengers type team up or is there going to be, there will be a crossover. Yes. There yeah. will be a crossover of those. This is an exclusive reveal for the party. Oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there will be a crossover uh, between how we end Jen, but as we find is a standalone. Right. Um, that, 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 that's also the other reason that, you know, there's a pause on gender until how we catch us up to a certain milestone. Um, but, you know, mapping out these stories is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, I just, what I, what I don't want to do is Game of Thrones, this whole series, which is, you know, have it start out awesome and then end like, <laughs> no, you know. So I'm trying to just make sure I do the fans service, good good service, you know, and, and uh, take it one book at a time. Right. So from a you know for from an author perspective, what would uh, what would be the what have you learned writing Zufan that you wished you knew when you were writing like say issue one of Jember? Wow, so much! Oh my god, I have. As a as a writer, I've grown so much from issue one of um, Jember, especially because that was my first book. Right. Uh, but I would say the main things are okay. Can I curse on the on the show? Is that allowed? Um, PG thirteen. PG thirteen version. Okay. okay. Yeah. So so when I first started out, uh, I was really you know scared about taking risks, mm. right? Taking risks with your story. Right. Um, there's, I could, I could approach it to some level of authenticity, but after some point, you know, the level of vulnerability required was like too scary. Mm. And I saw this, uh, this, I, I, I listened to a lot of uh, YouTube videos and all these things and just to get myself motivated. And I, I especially pay attention to other African writers and uh, Maaza Mengiste, and I think it was also Chimamanda Ngozi who uh, were both like first, like I think it was it was Maaza. She was like, 
You know, when I did the Shadow King, she said, I was like, I wrote, I called it my F it book, or <laughs> my F you book, right? Yeah. That's what she, she said. She said, like, I've written other stuff where I followed the rules and I've, you know, obeyed everything and, you know, they did okay, but I'm done doing that. I'm going to go, I'm going to write things that I, I, really feel vulnerable about and I, i'm just gonna write it how i want right and you know that's the book that literally got her nominated for the booker prize right, right. and after i saw that i was just like okay you know what <laughs> like this must be a sign right this must be this must be a sign and so i really gave myself permission to go where i'm scared right um, and with Zufan, that's what I'm doing. I told you, I'm afraid of the world building piece. Right. I, I'm totally afraid of that because I don't know it as much. But I write what I envision. Uh, I'm afraid of butchering history. I write about it, you know. But because I, I, I really, like, love that part of our history and our heritage. And so this Zufan book has pushed my boundaries, you know, my safety boundaries a lot wow. and then other other than that like the technical stuff also a lot better of course i i'm a lot better at structuring a lot better at noticing how to you know uh like start an issue end an issue uh with different levels of emotions and the tensions and all like all the technicalities like these things i learned you know i've learned a lot uh, of detail I've learned how to work with my artists a lot better. When I first started, I was just like, no, I don't, I didn't write it that way. Ah, ah. And now it's like, wow, you, you made it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. You know, um, it's a lot like, it's just, I've just grown so much as an author, as a writer, mm. uh, as a storyteller. And I, I can tell clearly where I have room to grow. And I'm more, much more forgiving of myself than when I started. When I started, I used to be like, why am I not like this good? Or, why am I not like figuring this part out, you know? And now I'm like, oh, it's just that this is where I am in my, in my process. And I'm growing and I'm growing. So, right. Yeah. And so, but what about, and uh, so same question for Kickstarter. What, yeah. um, what, what are some things you've learned from your first Kickstarter? Now you're on your fifth one. Uh, what I have learned, the biggest learnings on my Kickstarter are my, you know, emotional growth on those because, um, Kickstarters are scary. They're very, like when I first launched, I, you know, you're like, so super anxious, like, my God, like, is anybody going to come? Is anybody going to back this? Like, you know, like, I don't think this is going to work. And you're like doing so many things above and beyond to make sure it works. And then when you do it the second time, you're like, was the first time a fluke? Right. You know, you're like, you're continually like doubting yourself uh, whenever you launch Kickstarter. And I noticed that feeling doesn't, doesn't particularly go away. But over time, when you're doing it again and again, it really does subside down. And you're like, okay, have I done my job? Have I done my part of the pre-launch promotion? Have I set up the page? Have I done the videos? Have I checked all the boxes? And then I let it go, mm. right? So that's growth. For me, that's a lot of growth. It takes a lot of maturity to, to be like, okay, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. 
And then the second piece is also just like when I first started, I used to check like incessantly about like how much funding did I get today? Like, did I, did we, did I get this many backers? Oh my goodness. And then, then, you know, when the backer like cancels a pledge, you're like, oh no, my gosh, it's crumbling. Everything's fine. <laughs> ah. And now I'm a lot more mature about that as well in that, you know what? I am very thankful for all of these people that came on board. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't check it. You know, I just, I, it's like my anxiety is a lot lower and I just say, all right, what can I do today to promote again? Uh, and then what am I, what are the things that I'm thankful for today? And right. just stay on top of it mentally so that I, I have the stamina to keep going to, to make sure that I see it through to the end. So those are, I would say the main growth areas for me, this is my fifth campaign. And uh, yeah, I think hitting towards like 75K or something raised in, in, in Kickstarter is like crazy. Wow. It's crazy. And yeah, because right now, you know, you know, looking at looking at what you have now on this one, you are already um, you are already at I think it was at like 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah. Yeah. 301 backers. Yeah, 301. Already. Yay, we broke 300. Yeah, great. I, I haven't seen that. That's awesome. And is this compare? How, how does this? How did this go compared to your other Kickstarters? Uh, it's gone great. Our first, actually, our day one. This was the best day one we've had on this uh, on a Kickstarter. We've had uh, we had already, we already had about over one fifty backers on the first day. Wow. Which our previous one was, I think, was like for Howie, and it was like one hundred and fourteen or something like that. Uh, it, it's funded in, in day one as well, which was awesome, uh, and uh, has uh, nine days left. So usually, like the biggest number of backers we've had is 481. That was for how we, uh, and then I think the Jumbo campaign we did was like 465 or something like that. So, you know, this is already this is like 50% of the way in, and it's already at 301, which is wow. pretty cool. Uh, so we'll see where it ends. Right. So, you know, look, look, you know, looking at it here, you've gotten like yeah, a print version, 116 backers for yeah. the, for the book. Yeah. Uh, and what's also interesting to see this is that you have 31 backers for, for the, the whole comics bundle. That means that's 31 new readers for yeah. Howie and Jember. Yeah. Seriously. That's awesome. Like, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And what I also like, and we were talking about this um, before we went on the air, I love what you're doing with this Kickstarter where you actually have uh, you actually have on here some uh, if people back per week, you get a week week one bonus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have a week two bonus, uh, which is basically is uh, that hashtag pan-african bundle yeah yeah you know so, the, the whole story zufan's story is a pan-african story and so i was like i really want to make this campaign's theme to be like pan-african so I, right. I was like aggressively reaching out to different african like creatives before the campaign started saying hey you know this is what we're doing this is what what our kickstarter campaigns typically average and we would love to you know, help 
you you know get get noticed by our backers and more people right and uh, you know there's a bunch of cool creators out there some of these are like actually based in africa some of them are in the states some of them are in europe and uh you know it's just a pan-african affair right now so i i love that i love that people get to walk away not only with just like an ethiopian content but a lot of different african content it also reinforces the fact that africa is a continent and not a country exactly <laughs> so you know i love that i can say to people comics from nigeria comics from cameroon comics yeah. from uganda you know like i love that you know right. and, and it makes me very happy right now how did so talk to us about that how did so you said you found him where like if 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 someone wanted to read like you know african created comics mm -hmm. where would be your advice is where would be a good place to 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 find you know uh to find african creators mm, you know this is a good point i i feel like i wish there was like a central directory like that but it's much more like it's like you know that's like the same way as asking somebody who just came here hey where do i read like american comics or something because it's you know you just go like, right. like oh there's marvel dc there's like image blah blah blah. like people already recognize these brands so it's easier to find them uh mm -hmm. and it's the same way with like the african creators the way i found them is because some of them reached out to me in that they saw our work and were like oh hey it's pretty cool what you're doing we've been doing it we're doing it now this is who we are and so right. I was like, awesome i'm happy to support you guys get awareness and all that stuff and the other ones, like I found them across Facebook groups. Uh, there's a lot of groups that, you know, kind of uh, titled like African create comic creators, African gamers, African animators. Like there's different groups where you can find these uh, uh, comics. But I think what I would advise people is like find, uh, find like one creator that, you know, an African creator that you enjoy or you like, and then like notice their followers or ask them mm. uh, if they have any recommendations. And I, I'm pretty sure they can give you, they can give you some, it's not, it's not like we're like this, like incredibly huge number of, of you know, uh, uh, creators. There's a really good, good amount uh, and, and they're good quality and uh, uh, productions, but, and most of us know each other, at least right. from, from what I know. Right. And so it's a tight knit community. And so most of these people here, in, uh, like that you see on the on the screen, you're, you're sharing, like, you know, please reach out to them. Zebra Comics is from Cameroon. Uh, PETA Comics right there is from Nigeria. That's Chayoma right there that you see. Um, they have really, really awesome content. And then uh, Ilupe Comics is from Uganda. Uh, mm -hmm. you, they have all socials. Their socials are attached to their brand names. And you can easily kind of just find them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. So, because I'm back today, does that mean I get the the week so two? You ones? get Toyoma and you get Anaki, and you will get to get all the the, the, the comics that that are from uh, what is it? Uh, week three. So week oh, okay. three have uh, a bunch revealed. Actually, much more than week two. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I, I missed week one though. So that's the you bonus of week one. See, I know. So that's the bonus if you do one. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, to check I'm that actually, out. Yeah. I'm actually excited to connect you to some of these people so you yeah. can talk to them. 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, so, so is this something that you have, what's the feedback you've gotten from doing the, the, the Pan-African bundle? Is this something you're going to try to do for your other Kickstarters? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've done it once before with, uh, Jember. Okay. Uh, I've actually like, in, there was a campaign for Jember issue number three, I believe that I did uh, where we had a pan, like a sort of a Pan-African bundle. And that one had like Zimbabwe. Uh, we had, we had, a, we had a bunch, man, my, I'm, I'm, my memory is kind of uh, fading, but yeah, so we did it then, but that when we did it there, we had it as stretch goals. And okay. so it was only unlocked when we hit a certain like uh, uh, amount of uh, dollars or backers. Okay. And we didn't. We never ended up unlocking all of them. And so this time around, I just said I actually just want people to be introduced to these, to these you know platforms. I don't. I don't want to like put limits into you know like financial limits or backer limits on it. So I was just like let's just give them away every week for people who join. And and then and, and you know so the the creators were down for that, and so that's what we got. Okay. And did you? And so I've I've been kind of kind of curious too for you is that um uh, is have you been able to kind of discover out of the you know mostly out of the 54 countries in africa mm -hmm. that there's you found connections for uh comic creators in all of them uh well not all of them so the hot spots for comic creation are the uh nigeria is a hot spot okay uh south africa is a hot spot and Kenya is a hotspot. Okay. okay. So these three are like leading the frontier of African comics, in my opinion. They have Comic Cons that they hold. Wow. Um, yeah, Lago, yeah, Lagos Con in Nigeria. I think there's one called Comic Con Africa in South Africa, and then Nairobi Con in in uh, Kenya. And so they they are like the ones that would probably even have you know speaking of that directory, they might be the ones actually that would have some of that information they probably have that either on their website or something i gotta check um so i i obviously uh, found uh the nigerian content first that's how right. oh there you go you're pulling up the uh the uh, the jember campaign i even yeah. had like a map thing or something if i remember oh there mm -hmm. is a, a naki yeah there you go see like it would be unlocked every, like throughout the map of africa that's awesome i should have done that this time around too <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so I've been able to connect with most of these people, uh, the, at least the, the 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 ones that I that are like really like recognize them in these three hot spots. Um, and uh, um, but I have not I haven't seen like comics from like Morocco or like Algeria, like Northern Africa. Like right. I, haven't, I haven't seen any kind of hubs from from that area. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's that, that. Do you feel like also because of you know being one of the more recognized and well-known African comic creators? Do you, is there a sense of responsibility about trying to um, to kind of like educate the world on uh, African comics now? Absolutely, absolutely. Because to some extent, I also feel like really lucky to be in this position. Right. Uh, you know, there's some of the creators that are that have they've been doing this work in Africa for longer than I did, and they haven't got their shine like I did. 
you know, and I have been afforded the opportunity to, you know, use Kickstarters, to use all these different other platforms to grow my audience and raise awareness and all that stuff. Um, and so I really do feel like I want to I want to shed light at more and more light on these creators that are trying to make it without all of these resources available to them. And right. Their resilience is like amazing. Right. Right. So, yeah. So let's look at just, you know, just to kind of go over again, just to, you know, talk to people about what they can get from, from yeah. the, from this. Okay. So you have what I like. It's, it's, it's very, you, you kind of have your, you know, your, your, your digital deluxe where you, this is, this is new. Did you have this in your other ones too? You, people can actually have a copy of the script. No, this is the first time. Well, okay. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the first time I'm, uh, I I saw somebody else doing it, and I'm like, would people be interested uh, in that? And then I put it in there, and actually I've gotten a few people who are like, oh, I'm very glad you're putting in the script. <laughs> and so I'm I, yeah, I'm I'm happy to offer that you know that people see the the behind the scenes work. Um, but yeah, so there's like the the digital buckets, right? I wanted to spice up the digital tiers, right? And then there's the print tiers, and with Kickstarters. This another thing I've learned is that, like, I don't particularly think having too many tiers is a good thing. Mm. It's too much for right. like customers and fans are always already overwhelmed with limitless choices in their day to day. You know, you go onto Netflix, you don't know what to watch. You go onto Amazon, you don't know what book to buy. Like, you know, like you have so many options. So what I try to do is just like say, okay. I'm going to have like five to like six really good tiers. Uh, and then I'm going to, you know, ask myself, okay, who is this tier targeted to? Right. Like, and then, you know, is this for new customers or is this for previous backers? Right. And then once I determine what that is, I just try to make sure that those tiers are as enticing as possible for them. Right. And then you also have the retailer. Yeah. Ones. yeah. And then good. something special we're doing with that one is like that uh, we have two tiers for retailers where one is like a, a savvy budget version right. for retailers. And then the other one is like for more larger uh, uh, retailers who want to, to buy a bigger bundle. Uh, we also have metal covers for the first time. I know. I saw it's that. So That's really cool. Man, I'm so excited. I, I've ordered a sample to see them. Uh, shops love them, by the way. Okay. Which is like, I was like very surprised to to know these things go apparently for like a hundred bucks plus or something at the comic shops. Um, but I mean, we're we're not giving them to the shops at that price, obviously. Right. Uh, even for 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 like our customers, we're not pricing it that high. It's like, you know, there's a there's a feeling of well, I'm not. It's like, like. <laughs> how like you know you're like how does how do people price it this high <laughs> like you know you feel all like uh, uh you know like i'm unsure about uh just pricing it that high so but anyway i'm very excited there's actually a bunch of people who ordered i didn't even know people would be that excited about it uh but yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to showing the samples to people i've ordered a couple Okay. Okay. You don't have any with you now? I don't. I wish I Oh, did. okay. All right. I'm literally waiting for the the samples to see. Uh, the ship how, how so 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 what about um any concerns with the uh, shipping delays at Man, all? Yeah. So uh there's huge uh 
what is it um there's huge logistical issues happening like all over there's paper uh outages shortage shortage that's happening so but but i've talked to the print so first off if if this was overseas i wouldn't be doing this campaign uh because i know for sure it wouldn't come here for like the next four months right um uh, but this we're printing one we're printing it all in the united states uh two uh i've actually contacted the uh, all the, the my usual printing companies and asked them hey how's it looking what's the you know your timeline with the paper shortages and they've given me the kind of like all right we are what what used to be two weeks is now four weeks wow. so um you know so the plan right now is because our goal is to make sure all of these are delivered by december literally the day the campaign ends i'm ordering the books wow yeah because i I'm, i want to make sure that the books get in in your hands with the holidays so and that that gives me enough lead time i'm just going to take the the like the risk there with my with our own you know slush fund and uh and then just wait because Kickstarter usually takes like um, two weeks to give you the funding. Mm. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, we don't like lose a bunch of backers <laughs> at the last minute where, you know. You're like, so how come you didn't how come you didn't grab like your your previous thing add ons and stuff like that and added and put them in the add like your stickers? Some of the things don't you do you still have those? You didn't want to yeah. add those, put those into your add on menus? So, so, uh, the reason is twofold. One is, is actually has to do with the, with the shipping, okay. which is, I didn't want to delay orders being shipped out for like simple reasons, like stickers and things like that. Right. And this, the, like the, the stock I have, I literally actually have it right here. It's not enough for all backers. Uh, okay. Right. And so I'm worried if I like start to like offer these things, especially because when I offer add-ons, I also offer them in like post the campaign as well, like in like backer kit and stuff. And so if people order a lot, I have to wait until I see how much they, they have like ordered there to like kind of order uh, uh, the mass amount. And so I just said, at least with the books, I know. I'm you know the numbers. Order. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like huge order. So it's fine. But with right. these ones, I'm not sure. So let me just let me just this campaign take a chill. Actually, the only thing I did was offer it like as an early bird, like the first okay. fifty uh, backers automatically like get like this sticker and this bookmark and so on. And so okay, forth. cool. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, best right. Con- congratulations on getting your goal, and hey, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited to. Um, get my hands on, on, on Zufan issue number one now too. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing your feedback. Seriously. Yeah. I'm looking for, yeah, it's, uh, as, a as a, as a, as a fan of, as a fan of that, that whole area and just African history, I'm really excited to check it out. So yeah. So congratulations. Um, and, uh, and come back, come back again. Of course. I'm now friend status, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> and did you, so you're, you're going to have to now get like a, you have, you're going to have to now get like a Zufon poster behind you now too. I, I will. That's right. I, I'm going to have to figure that out. We are, we're like this, uh, this office, if I showed it, if I just showed you what I'm looking at, you'd be like, Oh my God, it's like packed with books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like all these like shipping supplies and everything. And so, <laughs> What I, I'm really planning on, like, cleaning it up and, like, having all these, all the books, whenever a book's published, you get the first printing on the wall, get the art on the wall. Right. Just, you know, to, like, it's like, it's almost like affirmation of, you know, this thing you've done that's in your head and, you know, like, yes, you're on the road, you're on the road.